You know, if you work in a company and sometimes the company has a meeting and they want to go into a direction and they will hold a board meeting and as the board get together people would present you know the direction they think the company ought to go in and they would give reports and sometimes they would reach a majority consensus this is what we want to do but then there might be few people on the board that are in the company that are saying that's not the direction we think we ought to go. And so what they would tell them to do is present a report in the next meeting. We want to hear your report as to, you know, why you think what you think. That report is known as a minority report. And what that symbolizes is that there are a few people that think different from the majority. Hallelujah. To you, Minority Report is a great movie with several parts. <laughs> right? But that, that joint is dope. <laughs> but it is a report that is separate from the majority presented by members of a committee or group that disagrees with the majority. Oftentimes, I find that the majority... If you're not careful and you follow the majority, you can end up in a bad place. Amen. You got to be careful of what everybody is agreeing on. Amen. Hallelujah. Because not because everybody agrees on something makes it right. Hallelujah. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Not because everybody is saying the same thing means you ought to regurgitate the thought. Even though that's what happens to us, right? If you look at these social experiments, people get pressured into doing things they don't want to do simply because everybody else is doing it. I'll, I'll prove it to you. Let's all go down the street and all of us start running. And you be the only one that you be like, hey, man, you start... <laughs> Been there, done that. You still work. And then you catch up later, you like, hey, man. Well, oh, we just did that on purpose to make you run. It happens. You walk into a room and it's filled with 50 people and all of them all, all of a sudden stand at the same time and you're the only one sitting. You don't know why they stood. Guess what you'll do? You'll stand up because of the pressure of the group. Only to realize later on they just did it. Just You see these social experiments. They're all over. People do what the majority is doing just because for some reason they don't want to feel left out or for whatever. But you got to be careful that you're not following the majority, that you're following God. Amen. You know, the old school used to say, whose report shall you believe? And the answer to that is... Some of y'all only know it in song form. They just couldn't answer it straight. We shall believe. They're like, we shall believe the report of the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. So the, 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 the topic I want to preach on today is obviously the minority report. Amen. The enemy would love nothing more 
than to take what God wants to say to you out of your mind. Whatever is controlling here is controlling the man. And if you're not careful, you could actually have your own body, your own mind, but be living somebody else's life. I'll give you a great example of my own life how so I got married to a wonderful woman by the name of Sherry she just making the list for the last couple of days um, it's a home joke but I got married to this wonderful woman by the name of Sherry Ann and we got married and this was over 20 something years ago and we went down to Cancun Mexico to have our honeymoon while there, they said, you want to do some things, you know, when you go on these vacations, they always got these tours, go on this tour. So we tour in everything. And one of them, they said, you want to go snorkeling deep in the ocean? We'll take you out in the boat and put you, there's a shallow part in the ocean. I didn't know how that worked. There's a shallow part in the ocean. All right, cool. And you can see the reef and you can see this and you can swim and see other stuff. I said, that's dope. So jump on these speed boats and I'm y'all know past the love water amen so I'm enjoying all of this and I'm cheesing you know and Sherry's there and she's enjoying it too and they took us out and they gave us all the snorkeling equipment and said you know go for it and everybody everybody that was on the trip whoa everybody just jumping in. you know we from Queens you know so we we there too you know you know, she could swim, I could swim, hallelujah. So we snorkeling and, you know, two young couple in love. We holding hands and swimming. And I'm seeing the fish. I saw Nemo. I saw Dory. I said, guys, you want to get to the Australian things? It's, you know. I saw, um, there's a point I'm making. Um. So we swimming and we enjoying and enjoying and Sherry just jumps up out of the water in panic. I said, my, what's happening? She said, nothing, nothing. I said, sure, sure. No, because I got you. I, you know, I love my wife so much I'd fight Jaws for her. Come on, somebody. Yeah, because I know it's a movie. Happen for real, it might be a different case. <laughs> like, every man for himself, hallelujah. <laughs> so I'm down there and I'm, you know, we getting them seeing reef. I ain't never, oh, this is beautiful. You don't see this in Jones Beach. You don't see nothing in Jones Beach. That's a body in Jones Beach. All right, come back, come back. <laughs> so... She pops up again. I said, what's the matter? She said, I think I hear a whale. I said, pardon me? I was questioning my whole marriage at this point. She said, I think I... First of all, I don't know how you hearing on the water. Second of all, I don't, knew, I don't know how you know 
how a, what kind of whale in particular were you hearing, Sherry? Sherry said, I think I hear a whale. I said, this girl tripping. She said, I'm going to go wait in the boat. There's a whale there. I said, you're doing too much. Your fear is doing too much. So I said, I'm not going to let her ruin this for me because I like water. Because you got a little fear. So I started snorkeling. And I thought I heard something. <laughs> and I'm swimming, swimming. I just got up and went back in the boat. She looked at me. She said, what happened? Aren't you enjoying the water? I said, I think I hear a whale too. Let's just sit here and wait till we go back home. True story, y'all. The two of us sat in the boat. Everybody enjoyed the snorkeling. And the two of us in the boat, the only people hearing whales. So I don't know if y'all still going to come to this church next week after hearing that story. I don't know if y'all. The point I'm trying to make is I've begun to live her experience and she begun to live something that maybe influenced her in a movie or something. And we got our own minds and our own body, but we live in somebody else's experience. And can enjoy what people are freely enjoying. And if you're not careful, what's true in that scenario might be true in your entire life. If you're not careful, you might be living somebody else's experience every day. Because make no mistakes about it, the enemy every day is fighting for a place in your mind. And some of us give him the top apartment rent free to live. He don't even pay no mortgage there. Come on, somebody. And he is controlling you. Whether it's bitterness. Whether it's the media. There's people, even after this pandemic, who still have not. And is scared to leave their house. Because the media just got everybody thinking you're going to die. I ain't going to hear nothing. There's people still... All types of stuff happening in their mind and they can't live life freely. There's people who've been hurt and abused as a child. There's people who have been through so many things. And what they are doing is not believing the report of the Lord. I want to take you to a story that shows you the minority report today. Shall we pray over the word of the Lord? Father, your word is blessed, and I just ask in the name of Jesus that you'd minister to every heart in this house. In the mighty name of Jesus, your word is blessed. There's nothing I could do to add to it or subtract from it that will help it. And so I just ask that you would allow me to speak your word, and Lord, that it would transform the hearts and the minds of the people in this room. In Jesus' name. Somebody say, amen. amen. Let's go to the book of Numbers chapter 13 and let's start from about verse 26. Can we do that? 
Numbers 13, verse 26. Very famous portion of scripture here, but some context to it. The children of Israel are leaving uh, uh, and about to enter the promised land. They get to where they're about to enter the promised land. And God comes to Moses and says, pick a spy that you're going to send from every one of the tribes, 12 men, and they must go into the promised land and spy out the land and let them bring back a report on the land. And Moses gathers them together and said, tell us what this land is like. Tell us if it's a land truly flowing with milk and honey. Amen, somebody. I'd like to live in a place flowing with milk and honey. Tell us. And Moses went detail. He said, tell us what the, the people look like there. Tell us if they are uh, uh, big and strong or tell us if the city is fortified. Tell us what type of fruits are in there. Tell us everything about this place that you possibly can they're going on some espionage journey here some some spying out the land because they're about to fight and possess this land right he gathers the 12 men together and he sends them off and this is when they came back what happens right they came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israel community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. So here it is. Moses gathered the whole nation of Israel together. And these 12 men are back. So there's an excitement. The whole nation is together. They're back and they're going to present their report to the people of God as to what God has promised them, what it looks like. Come on, somebody. How many of you would like to know what God has in store for you? Amen. Uh, we want to know what God has in store because, you know, the Bible says things like this. Eyes have not seen nor ears. So, so if somebody could give me a glimpse into the things God has prepared, I want to see. I want to hear. I want to know because I know God doesn't give anything but the best. And so they're coming back to report. After all, they're leaving Egypt. They're leaving slavery there. They're watching God's mighty hands. And now they're going to get a report on where God is going to establish them as a nation. So this has got to be a good report. And it was. So they came back to the community in Kadesh in the desert of Paran. And there they reported to them and the whole assembly and showed them the fruit of the land. Oh, this is good fruit. The Bible said the clusters of the fruit were so big that they had to put it on sticks. When was the last time you left Walmart with sticks? You and your, your husband and your wife had to leave with what y'all bought. That's just the grapes alone. Come on, this is good fruit, y'all. This is they brought back the brought back the fruits, the choice uh, uh, pickings of the land. They brought it back and they displayed it to them. They said uh, uh, they gave uh, Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. And can you imagine Israel at that point? Everybody is screaming and yelling, yeah, our God is going to give us such a land, he's promised. Here is its fruit. And as they're rejoicing, imagine somebody showing you all you could get, and then they tell you, but you can't have it. Here's deliverance, 
but not for you. There is freedom, but not for you. There's life, but not for you. That ain't nothing but the devil. That God is not going to show you his goodness and not let you experience it. And so they said, but the people who live there are powerful and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. Go on. The Amalekites live in Negev and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites live in the hill country and the Canaanites live near the sea along the Jordan. All they saw were enemies. And then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, now what? Don't, pay, don't lose that detail. Don't lose that detail. Which means that whatever was being said before caused the commotion. As they were talking, the people of Israel began to complain and, and be angry. And you see it later on in chapter 14 because what they were complaining and saying was, why would God bring us? When they started telling of all the enemies, that's like me modern day saying all of the enemies of America is stationed there. And I start naming all of the terrorists and all of the people that we've ever been told that want to kill us is there. You would say, why would God want to send me to a place where I'm going to die? It would have been better that he left me in Egypt. And that's exactly what they say. You see, sometimes when you are transitioning and moving and you don't understand where you are, be careful that you don't complain and ask God to take you back. But trust him that he's going to take you all the way. But instead, they wanted to murmur and complain. And the Bible said there was a commotion there. That's why that verse makes sense. Because Caleb silenced the people. Sometimes as people of God, you got to silence the voices that ain't of God. And I don't care where it comes from. If it comes from people in your own a, a, a connection your own family members sometimes you gotta say I don't want to hear anything that ain't of God Amen. hallelujah and the Bible says he silenced the people before Moses and said we should go up and take possession of the land for we can certainly do it oh Caleb 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 Hallelujah. Go on. But the men who had gone up with him. So two men are there. Joshua and Caleb saying we could do it. And ten men the majority report. Said we can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. How you know you had arm wrestle with them? And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. They said the land we explore devours those living in it. That didn't even make sense. How you living in it if it's killing you? What they're saying is anybody foreign goes in there, there's no way you're going to survive. 
It devours. The land devours those living in it. All the people we saw there are of great size. We saw the Nephilim there. The descendants of Anna come from the Nephilim. And watch the wording here. We seemed like grasshoppers in their eyes. Y'all ain't reading with me. See, I know y'all ain't paying attention. Y'all, y'all. We seem like grasshoppers in their eyes. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. No. They were looking at us like we grasshoppers. Look at the first part of the scripture before they get to the second. They said, we seem like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And we look the same to them. Of course, whatever you perceive yourself as... You're going to make people perceive you the same way. Treat yourself as a joke. We laugh at you. Disrespect yourself. We disrespect right there. And that's to a whole community I could talk to right there. If you want to know why people disrespect the community, look at the community, how they talk about themselves when they with themselves. I ain't going to get a witness. Hallelujah. How you treat yourself. Don't you ever expect somebody else to treat you different from how you treat yourself. I am a child of God. Hallelujah. I never see myself lesser than a child of God. I don't care what you see me as. I know who I am. Come on, somebody. And the Bible says, they said we look the same. Look at verse 14, chapter 14, verse 1. Look at this one verse. That night, all the members of the community raised their voices and wept aloud. A report caused the nation to be crippled. Ten men's experience became what is over a million people almost experience. Sound like news media in America, right? How these four or five guys get on television every night and make all of us think how we... CNN, Trusted News Network, you lying. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me, hallelujah, because y'all love it. Y'all just can't wait to go home and watch it. And their experiences becomes yours. Hallelujah. First thing I want you to know, fear paralyzes. My sister who shared her testimony said, I had that small window of fear. I said, she better than me. Because if I was going to the doctor, I'd be, I'd be all types of prayer. I'd be like, Sherry, oh, my back hurt. Oh, I'd go in for one thing and come out with six. Because I'm so scared. Fear is a real crippling thing. Now, now, understand me. There's a difference between fear and the spirit of fear. Let me explain that to you. There's good fear in the sense of, hey man, you're about to walk off a cliff. You should fear dying, dog, because you will. You understand what I'm saying? You see a stove and it's fire, you don't know. Oh, God has not given me spirit of fear. You touch, you're going to die. You're going to burn. You're gonna, we're going to have barbecue hands. Do you follow what I'm saying? So there is a level, and that's what... Kids, when they're born, sometimes, you know, people say, don't put, don't do that to them. Don't put that on their mind. You better put that on their mind because if they don't, then a kid will walk straight off a of bed and bust their head. So there's a level of fear. 
But that's not a spirit of fear. A spirit of fear is when you start walking around now thinking, I'm just going to get burnt. Something's going to burn me. I don't know what it is, but I just feel like, and you can't get rid of it out of your mind. And so when you go and you see somebody bigger, there's, okay, I got to fight them different. That's, that's what they should have been thinking. But instead, they walked away feeling like we're grasshoppers and there's no way we can win. We're going to die. And God brought us out of Egypt and he should have left us there and we should have died. And all of a sudden, it grips your mind and all you could ever do is live in fear. You go hear a doctor's report. The doctor said, I see something there. And all you do for the rest of the week is I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. The doctor said, hey, man, I see that you've been eating a lot of sugar. You got to lower that sugar level. Like, oh my gosh, I got diabetes. Doctor says, hey, your heart beat a little funny. Oh no, I got blockages. And you start seeing, come on, anybody know what I'm talking about? You, 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 when it comes to your finances, the same thing happened. It's inflation and all of this stuff. And it's true, it's all there. But in your mind, you're walking around now like, well, some of you just was cheap from the beginning. You don't spend money anymore. So let me come up. <laughs> You're walking around like, I'll never have. I'll never this. I'll never. Something happened in your life and you start living under the spirit of fear. But I want you to know that fear will paralyze you and cause you not to live life to what God has called you to live it. Come on. You can't live in fear if you're going to live for God. Fear hinders faith. And we walk by faith, not by sight. Faith does not say what the majority report says. Faith says what God says. I don't know who I'm talking to in this place. Maybe, maybe what fear is saying, grandma was poor, great grandma was poor, they went through this, they went through that, that went through that, now look at you, you don't got nothing going for you, you in credit card debt, you got nothing happening in your life, but I want you to know you got to start saying over your life, God gives me the ability to get wealth, it is God who will teach me how to steward, and I don't care what granny did, now I'm going to break the spell and the poverty that is trying to attack me y'all ain't saying what I'm saying and I'm going to learn how money works and from here on the generations after me will get inheritance oh look at look at this one had diabetes and this one had heart this hit this oh but from here it's going to stop God is going to give me the strength to go to the gym I know you wanted to hear you going to just heal me. No, he's going to give you strength to stay and keep healthy. It's better to keep healthy than to give God a reason for a miracle. I want to, hallelujah. God will give you the strength. God, you got to start saying what God says. Oh, you know, we always... We always hear demons in our house since I was a kid. There's always some funny sound. First of all, that might be a bird, but that's just me. But if it ain't, it's going to stop with you in Jesus' name. Let God arise and anything in this house making noise. I'm here now. You got to go. Don't worry. Put no horseshoe up. You're going to bring more. Don't go, don't go see, um, call me now, lady. Miss Cleo, 
And don't go buy no green kerchief of prosperity. Just bring that to me because we got a building to buy. That green kerchief ain't don't work, y'all. It don't work. Don't go drink water from Israel. First of all, I can't take water on a plane. I don't know how they... Never mind. Don't get mad if you fell for it. You fell for it. It's witchcraft in the church. Call on the name of the Lord in your own house. You begin to praise the Lord in your own house. Walk around and pray. No devil in hell can stay in your house. Your kid ain't doing good in school. Don't walk around. Well, you know, we, we just not school. The devil is a liar. In the name of Jesus, open his mind. Open her mind that they may learn. You can't say what the enemy says. Oh, y'all, hallelujah. Fear paralyzes. Here's my second point. Don't see God in light of your circumstance. In other words, don't let your circumstance shine light on God. But let God shine light on your circumstance. Too many of us see God in light of our circumstance. God, this is too big for you. I got to handle this on my own. No, 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 no. Always do it God's way. You can never get, listen, the Bible says the blessings of the Lord makes rich. There's a lot of things that make rich. But a lot of things don't do the rest. And adds no sorrow. All rich ain't good rich, except if it's, uh, I'm just saying. But uh, <laughs> all riches and all wealth and all prosperity and all success don't mean it's good success. The Bible wants to give you good success. What's good success? It's when I got peace of mind to be able to enjoy it. There are some people that will sell their Christianity out. They will go work and do stuff that they know is directly helping the devil and talk about, well, you know, I'm trying to take the wealth of the wicked for the Lord. The Lord don't need that. that y'all, you misuse that scripture so much so that you could do evil. And it ain't like, it ain't like these people take the wealth of the wicked and really give it to the Lord because then you'd give all of it. Soon as you get it, all of it would come to the Lord. But you keep it, you give 10% of it. So 90% of the wicked goes to who? The wealth of the wicked store up for me, boy. All right. Don't see God in light of your circumstance. Rather see your circumstance in light of God. Whatever you're going through in life, God is bigger than that. Come on, that's the God we serve, y'all. The Bible says when he comes back, will he find faith? This is the God we serve. Here's my next thing. Forgetfulness erodes faith. Imagine these are the same people that saw a Red Sea part. These are the same people that got a pillar what, what, by fire by night and a cloud by day. These are people that watch God send plagues to Egypt. These are people that seen God's mighty hand. But how quickly we forget what God has done. Somebody ought to always remind yourself, if he did it before, he can do it again. If, if ever you get to a place where you need a miracle and it seems impossible, start reminding yourself. When you forget, you lose faith. 
Here's number four. Be careful not to let other people's experience become your reality. During the, the, the election in 2020, I refused to take anybody's side because I was on the Lord's side. And people were big mad at me because, you know, we lived in a time where you got to wave a flag like y'all forgot. I got a whole song that says you got to keep a close eye on the people that you move. Because everybody nowadays is marching in the, I'm that dude. So why you want me to now join a movement? So somebody called me up. They said, Pastor, I don't think you part of the movement and the cause. I said, y'all don't pay me enough to be part of the movement and the cause. I said, what you mean? He said, all these injustices happening and you ain't out here. You ain't out here. I'm just going to say it. blm in. I said, I absolutely believe black lives matter. Absolutely. I believe every life matter. Oh, it got quiet up in here. Keep a close eye. He said, but why you don't? I said, because there seem to be a set of people that hijack this skin color. And so when I want to march for a brother who might have been treated bad in the street, all of a sudden, I see 60 causes that are non-biblical behind me. And they tell me that my skin color must be those causes. And so I went to the website of the people that hijacked the movement and I see that the first thing was we want to destroy the family. Oh, it got quiet in here. It got quiet in here. You going to say nothing to me in here. And I said, give it time. And we will see the heart behind the people that are pushing that. If they are really for the things that really my heart beat for because I'm really in these streets. I really go to people and give them food. I really go to people's house. I really help people. I really pay people's rent. I really am out here looking for solutions. And I don't never see none of them building schools. And they get money more than me. I ain't see one hospital in my community yet. Oh, don't talk about this stuff in church. And I see that every time they come and they enrage us when they need us. Now, all of a sudden, there's people who will stand up and men who will stand up and say, I am a woman. And they get more money, more attention, more television time. Then homie on the block who needs Chicago's being shot up every day. Oh, y'all ain't come to church for this today. Come on, hallelujah. Gang activity's gone crazy. No television coverage. The only television coverage is. So you want me to spend my life hating Trump? 
Trump gone. He might never even come back to that office. But we got real issues. And these people manipulate our minds. And we walk around. And I want to say this. This ain't a point. If you can regurgitate their talking points more than you can regurgitate what God has to say about the talking points, you are more of a soldier for them than God. Uh, what, I'm, what are you saying? You don't care? I more than care, but I will not be manipulated. I will not be used. I will not live somebody else's agenda in my mind. The only person that I want in charge of this mind is the Holy Spirit. I am not a Republican. I am not a Democrat. I am a kingdom citizen first. Take that to the bank. And if you can cash it, bring the money. Why are you saying you don't got the money? <laughs> why are you saying that? Why are you saying that? Let me tell you why I'm saying that. Because one of the main... Can I just be real with y'all? Because we might as well stop acting like we ain't talking about this stuff. PayPal put out a statement that says, if you use them now and you... PayPal says we've upgraded our policy if you don't basically... If you spread misinformation, then we reserve the right to fine you 25 grand. Now, I don't, you know, they're backpedaling now, so I don't know if that's their policy or if it's. But my, my thing is, when these institutions start saying, if you spread misinformation, my question is, who determines what's. I never met her. I went to a lot of classes. I had miss, miss in class, but I never met misinformation. Who determines who she is? Is me saying a man can never be a woman misinformation? It got too deep in here too quick, right? Okay, let me preach with y'all like, listen, late in the midnight hour, God's going to turn it around. It's going to work in your favor. Let's close. And the world is changing right in front of us. And we are to be quiet because of the majority's report. And if you look in context here, 10 men's report crippled a nation. Not just any nation, the people of God. My problem ain't America or the world. My problem is when the people of God becomes crippled by the same nonsense that's out there. We are just as divided. We are just as full of hate. We are just as racist. We are just as everything that we are mad at them are because we are in their world. 
The Bible says be in the world, but not of it. You are separate. You are bought with a price. We got the cure for racism. We got the answer for what the community needs. And, and I don't care. They say, well, that solution ain't for Let me tell you something. Man's problem will always be sin. And the only solution for that is Jesus. People got mad at me. They said, Pastor, why you put activists? You're not an activist, but an evangelist on a shirt. Well, I'm an activist. Well, activist. I ain't got to do nothing with my evangelists. Y'all know what I mean, though. It don't mean nothing. <laughs> well... An activist is somebody who seeks to bring change through political means, through marching, through all of that. I seek to bring change by reaching the hearts of men through Jesus. Because I know, yes, yes, I'm willing to march. Yes, I'm willing to do. I'm willing to stand up because you got to stand up sometimes to some things. You got to speak up. You got to speak up. But I know ultimately... If we ain't talking Jesus, change ain't really ever coming. He said, what you talking about? You think racism started today? You think injustices started today? You think men were trying to change genders today? You think these problems are brand new? You think murder? One time I went to a youth event. A young man got up, he said, your generation don't understand mine. Y'all, and he proud. Y'all, y'all, y'all had a good time. We got to deal with murder. <laughs> he must never heard of it. I got up on stage, I said, young man, I feel your energy. Got good energy. But my man, since Genesis... The first family, the two brothers, they just didn't have guns. But if they did, Cain popped Abel, bro. We've been dealing with murders from the first mother, bro. These problems aren't new. And yet there's no solution. His name is Jesus. Done lost my church. Done lost my church. Be careful that somebody else's experience is not yours. Be careful that somebody else's failure is not yours. Be careful that somebody's hatred is not yours. Be careful that somebody's beef is not yours. And when I say that, I mean that because this, this stuff could come inherited. You could, you could be angry and bitter and not know why because it came from mom, came from dad. You could be hurt and broken. A husband left you, a wife left you, and they're... they're their inability to control their desires becomes your bitterness now. 
Be careful that somebody else's experience is not yours. And look, here's my last question to you. Whose report shall you believe? Look beyond what we see and see what God sees. Unbelief affects self-worth. And these people did not believe God's report. And as a result, their self-worth determined.